1: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matty Peverell, joined as always by my co-host. He's back,
0: Marky D, Marky Davison. How are you doing? Yeah, not not too bad. I'm still feeling a little bit run down, but I couldn't miss this show. I couldn't miss the the Big Ben show. Um, I'm doing I'm doing okay. I, I I might cut myself off from the screen if I go into a little bit of a coughing fit, and I don't want the audio guys to hear that. Um, not feeling the best. Um, getting better every single day, but I'm here to talk some Pittsburgh Steelers and i'm'm I'm, I'm pretty excited to talk about big Ben and 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 just what happened last week was amazing, you know but wouldn't you agree like right right out of the ranks wasn't it an amazing game to watch? yeah hundred um, percent it yeah
1: it's it's in some ways it feels like it was yesterday in other ways it feels like it was like a few weeks ago um it's hard to think that we're really seeing the last of Big Ben. It's kind of also interesting that that wasn't like the last game and then he walks off into the sunset completely. Yeah, I know, right? It's weird with this week. I think it's kind of nice, though. I think it would have been very final last week, unless it was, of course, that they made the playoffs. Um, And, you know, I just want to say welcome to George Teston. Uh, He's the first one commenting in the live chat. We know there's other people watching as well right now. and Still a chick 46 is in there as well. Um, But, yeah, I I think you look at Big Ben – Look at everything he's done for the Steelers. You look at 18 seasons. You look at two Super Bowls. You look at the the fourth quarter comebacks, you know, all the game-winning drives, and it's just an incredible career, really. It just re- really is. Um, and I, I, I talked about it with Rich last week, but he's had five fourth quarter comebacks and six game-winning drives this season alone, uh, 40 um, for for his career in terms of fourth quarter comebacks and 52 for game-winning drives. They're incredible numbers, you know, in the 92 wins equal with Brett Favre, you know, at Heinz Field. Um, it, it, the idea of 18 winning seasons as well, no losing seasons, 17 of which he played, um, you know, some part in versus 2019 when he didn't. You think Mike Tomlin, the 15 seasons, and uh, now is above 500 and Tomlin does a terrific job and, you know, that's it's not on Ben and it's not on Tomlin that both of them get to share that. That statistic, it, it, you know, the statistic is there because of them both together, and I, I truly believe, you know, you and I weren't were alive when Big Ben reti- when um sorry Terry Bradshaw retired. You know that came that came after no. us, um <coughs> but you got to think, you know, Bradshaw was what with the Steelers, I think it was fourteen seasons. You know, it was the four Super Bowls, but Big Ben like eighteen years is a long time to play for one team. You know, it's a long it's time. So Everyone's- long. No, I don't think anyone's done it. And and it's even the, some of the great quarterbacks like Dan Marino's and dare I say it, Tom Brady's and Brett Favre's all played for different teams um, in their career. And I think just to just to go out 18 seasons, a Pittsburgh legend is, it's incredible. I, I just, I think this team is is one that's going through a refresh period. Ben helped keep winning. I and mean, this is the thing, you think about last year, and you think about the 11-0, you think about people always like to say statistic, oh, the Steelers haven't won a playoff game or been past the AFC Championship you know, game in something like six or seven seasons. But there are a bunch of rookies that are going to have fantastic careers with the Steelers or another team if they don't stay around whatever. You know, when you think about, Claypool will have a good career, um, but you think about your Pat Framerts, your Najee Harris's, your Devin Bushes. I think Devin Bush can come back, even TJ Watt. But the rookies this year and last year have got have had two seasons or one season learning from Big Ben about what it takes to be great. And the mark that that is going to leave on this Steelers organization, uh, that's a hard one for us to be able to sum into words. The only people that know what that truly means are the guys in that locker room um, and the guys in the franchise office. But I think Steelers fans are so thankful, and I think Steelers fans showed it in the best way possible as well.
0: Yeah, it was just amazing to see. Uh, I know, what, like I was watching at home in Australia. Uh, it didn't hit me, you know. You know the the, the moment, Maddie. Um, it it didn't hit me till after when I had my teary moment when I saw um, Big Ben do the helmet touch around all the offensive line and all the offensive players, like headbutt every single player. I went, "Oh no!" Like that just kind of like. You know, I was kind of done. I was like, all right, it really is the last time, isn't it? It's one of the last times I think we've seen Ben. And you've you hit the nail on the head, 18 years, mate. And, like, you start to reflect in some of your own personal stuff, like what's been happening in, in, in our lives for the last 18 years. Um, where where have we come and where are we going? And that's where I kind Ooh. of, like, get emotional With like, I'm 32 What the F am I doing? You know, like I've been watching Ben all this time. Surely Ben can be, uh, he reminds me of being a kid and watching the Steelers. Now he's done. Does that mean I have to grow up? Does that mean I have to go out there? You know, like things change. Like, you know, you're getting married, people having families, people getting new jobs. Um, That kind of like pass the torch is just amazing.
1: Well, you've hit the nail on the head there. Um, And I just want to address one question. This is in the live chat from Mark. um, Mark. And, and he sort of said, like, well, let see, why not give Ben the best defensive line this year instead of all the rookies? We People can go into all sorts of things, but you've got to remember this was the hardest year. You know, in fact, and it shows how tough Big Ben is. That salary cap copped a $20 million-plus hit. Um, you know, and the Steelers had a lot of contracts they had to shed, and they had a retirement in De Castro. Well, what will probably be a retirement in DeCastro that they didn't factor in um, or they didn't know. Um, is probably a better way to say it but uh, but I think you're right going back to it, Mark you think about like even Jeff and Dave on this uh, you know from the from our BTSing network you know they talk about watching Big Ben when they were in college they're now fathers of teenagers like uh, uh, Jeffrey Bendick talks the same thing being a, being a new father um you know and being just out of college you and I talk about being you talk about being 14 years old. I was in year seven when Big Ben started right? I'm now, I'm now a decade out of university, right? Like, you know, the Steelers haven't lost at home, like on a Monday night football game since 1991, yeah. like October. Do you know what I was? I was five and a half months old when they when they lost that game, right? Like my whole life, like, almost my whole life, they've never lost a Monday night football game. I mean, the history of success and the passion and the grinding out, and it's not pretty. And I like that Big Ben highlighted that, you know, in the press conference this week, you know, he was asked about 123 yards and he was just like, well, look, it's not been pretty my whole career, but we've, the victories is what counts. And it, it, it's just, it's just an incredible legacy of hardworking and grinding. And, you know, you and I aren't from Pittsburgh. Um, I think we affiliate with a lot of stuff that, you know, the Yinses are about, but to me, it's this grittiness, right? And I mean, he finishes his career, um, at the moment, we don't know what's obviously going to happen in this game, but with 164 um, wins, 81 losses, and one draw um, out of 248 games, if he gets that to 165, um, he gets pretty close to a 65% winning percentage. I mean, that's that's incredible, really.
0: Yeah, and I, I wouldn't have cared if he if he finished his career with five interceptions. Um, that game versus the, versus the Browns, we had to win that game. That was the, that was the, the clear point. Najee went off. Our de- defense played amazing. Um, it was all for Big Ben. It didn't matter how he played. That's what I was trying to get at. And it, it, is, it is hard. I think it is hard to, to see what's going gonna, gonna to be exciting next year. But it's definitely hard to see what will happen because we have been a fan of this guy for so long and he's been inconsistent in our lives. Um, turn the TV on. Big Ben's on. Our Steelers are on. Now, look, I've always going to be tr- trying to cheer the team, not the person. So if Big Ben came back and started playing for the Chargers, I wouldn't cheer for. I wouldn't cheer for the Chargers. I'd say good luck, mate. Go at it. But I cheer for the team. So um, yeah, it was quite an emotional day. Like a, like just a, um, for every single fan for to ma- to imagine being Big Ben and he's just been going to work for 18 years and now he's going to go. All right. Got to go home now. <laughs> you know, it's but, amazing. but I think,
1: but but, it, but it's also we have to remember that these are people, right? These people, are, these players are people, and you saw that when he walked off with the family. Like I've listened to, I've talked about it on this show a couple of times. The two, the two, another podcast show from the NFL Network that has had Luke Keekly on. And on one of them, they said to Luke Keekley, staying in cross football. We see you traveling a lot on social media. What are you doing? And he was like, yeah, I've been doing a bit of travel, but I've been doing a lot of hunting throughout, you know, the US and different states. And and he said, but, you know, there's things. He said, you know, everyone is always, you know, asking, am I going to go back to coaching? Am I going to go back to, you know, being, you know, on broadcasts or media or what have you? And 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 he sort of talks about the fact there are things That he hasn't been able to do since he was 15, 16, because he's tied up with, you know, even in the off season with all the, you know, the team obligations, he's tied up with what's going on um, in terms of rehabbing his body and all the rest of it. And so you've got like big Ben's got kids. I think they're nine, five and three, I think is, is the right way to say it. Like he, he's got to go spend some time doing that. He talks about being a better husband, you know, these wives of these NFL players or partners of these NFL players, um you know put up with a hell of a lot and so yeah you know i think you know i I mean i'd love to go into retirement as well with like 250 million dollars i think that'd be fantastic but you know he now gets to go go and do all that and you know there's obviously the negative side um to some of the things that happened early in big ben's career you know whether a couple of those things or one of those things were, you know, money grabs or fake or what have you, whether they're true, regardless, you know, you've got to be able to separate the player from what, what goes on. Well, and, you know, and, and my, my thing that I've been saying all week to people is do you listen to music from Michael Jackson and a lot of people go, Oh yeah. I'm like, well, he's, he's a pedophile. So, you know, like at the end of the day, you've got to separate the two things. And at the end of the day, Big Ben goes out. I think the Steelers fans, I think people can separate it. Um, And, and, you know, you've got to remember what was on the field. And I just think the other thing that stood out to me in this game as well was the way that everyone did rally. You know, I think at times this season, we've questioned the the quality. We've questioned the culture. We've questioned the commitment. We've questioned the passion. I think, I think a lot of the players stood up and showed what they're capable of, um, Mm -hmm. you know, if they can really come together. So, yeah, but sorry, I know you had.
0: Well, that, to say, I babe. just want to say one thing about that that be, that Ben stuff. And look, the, the best the best way I can see it is I've been watching this guy all my life. Um, I don't really have any take on it. I think a lot of people shouldn't have any take on it because one, it's never really been proven. But for me, being in Australia, Matty, if you being in Australia, we're so far away from from if it did happen or any player over there, even with the, even with the Antonio Brown stuff going on right now. I got to kind of reserve myself and not have that much of a take and not get too offended because or oh, I used to do, we used to get offended by Juju's antics. But look, I got to really... Get lit, mate. Like, yeah, let's get lit. Like, let's pull myself back and, and say, I don't know. I wasn't there back in the day. And it seems like that cloud has hung over Big Ben's head and he's pushed through it. But it's not going to affect my judgment of the guy because I don't know even if it's true or not. You know you know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and it's, it just doesn't make... It's just, it's just nonsensical... Um, arguments, and it's the trolls on Twitter that go after him for that one thing, right? But he's been, like, so helpful throughout the Pittsburgh community and the Pittsburgh city itself and for all kinds of players. Um, it just doesn't make any sense. And like you said, like, the, the players all all fought for him. They did a great job. I was a little bit angry, Matty, right? <laughs> um, I was happy they were playing so well, but I was angry that they were playing so well. Why would you think that?
1: Because you're like, where was this all year?
0: (laughs) Where was it all year? Exactly. I was like, man, they're playing some really good football. Nine sacks getting after it. I was like so happy. And you kind of think, hang on a minute. Where was this intensity the whole year? Wasn't there. Uh, So, I don't know. I hope they can come out this week and play some better football. Um, It's all for Ben at this point. But, like I said, like, it was frustrating to watch how well they were playing. Like, how good of a game that was to see. But then they they were and they
1: weren't, though. Right? Like, I want to get into... We don't do parts in this show anymore, but I want to get into some Kendrick Green stuff later on in the show. But, you know, Najee had the 37-yard run. And, again, I want to talk about that later on because there's a couple more things I want to cover first. But... You know, the team played well in a lot of areas, but on offense, like Big Big Ben had 123 yards, completed 24 or 46 passes, right? It wasn't, you know, and there were a lot of drops on the day. There were people, you know, not, you know, in the position they needed to be in, what have you. The game wasn't perfect, right? Like they did enough to win the game, but the game wasn't perfect. Like if you go take the Big Ben glasses off, you know, maybe you need to watch this game five times to get there. And you actually watch this game. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't good. Now, it, you know, a couple more greedy performances, they might have, you know, won a few more games, they'd be in playoff contention, and it's different when you get there, right? It's different when you get to the playoffs, it's a new competition. But, like, I saw one this week that basically said if you reverse the who won out of the games that were one under one score, they they showed a ladder of the AFC and the NFC. The Steelers were 3-12, and 12, right? right? Now, I, I disagree with that in that, you win a game. It doesn't matter by how many points. If you win, you get a win, right? You you know, it's different. You know, it's a you could replay one game a thousand times and have, you know, all these different outcomes. But, you know, someone would win more games. Someone would win less. I just just think, though, that people are walking away from this game like the Steelers, you know, won a playoff game. Yes, that's the feeling we get because of Big Ben. But there are a bunch of things that have got to be fixed. You know, we're going to be saying the same things that we've said this season (laughs) this time next year, insert some different players and, and different coaches. Um, so, you know, that, that that's where I think it sits. But I think the other big one is the next legend of this team, the next franchise player. That's TJ Watt. I mean, what he did in that game, what he's potentially able to do this week. I mean, the guy in five seasons, five seasons, Mark, 79 tackles for a loss, 147 quarterback hits and 71 sacks. Seven, yeah. like five years, right? And he's almost averaging like 15 sacks a season. That That is, like, it's incredible numbers. Um, and yeah, like people panned bad for it early on in the season. If you don't think he can have a crack at the career sack record, you're kidding yourself. Like, oh, yeah, he's
0: getting like he's
1: got to stay fit, and we've all got to remember that TJ's not really had a major injury at this point, and that's something that's very hard not to do. But if TJ played to you know the age of Kevin Green, um, you know, or some of those other guys into their early mid 30s, he can get better. It's one of those things you've seen a lot of players get better with sacks as they've gotten older to me. You know, and I, I know that I will probably even get a bit of disagreement from some of our BTS colleagues on the BTC colleagues on this. But I wanted to see TJ sign to a multi-year deal. Like I like by obviously he's not a four-year deal, but I wanted to see a seven-year deal. I wanted to see something, including this year, six years, 156 million or so. Um, you know, very team friendly at the end of it. We've got him for four. His numbers only gonna go up, right? Like in four years' time, you know, we're not we're not gonna be probably seeing a reduction in what we can pay. Um, you know, TJ Watt. And I just, I think the impact that he's got to just a game wreck, like absolutely game wreck Mark. Like he, I, I argue that apart from a cup, that Najee run at the end, um the 37 yard run, and then the five yard run And KT Smith wrote, had a fantastic article on behind the steel Your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Go check it out. Uh, I think it went live a couple of days ago, but you know, apart from those two plays, TJ destroying Baker Mayfield with those past, you know, breakups um, and defenses and those sacks and yelling at him, like, I love it. And you saw that post from TJ this week as well. Like, I've put in so much effort. It's consumed me to get this sack record. You know, the, the doubter in me, that, that you know, negative Pittsburgh Steel fan this week said, I bet he doesn't get a sack this week, you know, just to, you know. Well, you know. But, but I can't see him not. I just think he's going to, he's just gonna come out of this game and it'll be like a bull at a rodeo, you know, and be, be bucking people off.
0: Just- I saw I saw a post out there on the somewhere in in the internet universe, and it's, it was saying that uh, the Ravens just might run it, so he doesn't have a chance to. <laughs> like the Ravens might run it every single time, and I could see them doing that. You know, they, they can they can win, they can still go to the playoffs, but they need I think they three. need
1: more things to go right than um Pittsburgh do yeah.
0: though. They need three teams to lose. I don't know who what teams are, but imagine if they ran the ball every time and, and, and TJ didn't get a chance to sack. Or every time he was on the field, they just ran it. Um you know what I'm saying? Like it they they would do something like that. Um I actually did see the the do you ever see the Michael Strahan last sack? I looked yeah, it where Brett, Brett Favre basically fell over. Oh, I wish I had money on that. What an easy win. Like, <laughs> come on. He rolls out. There's no protection. Uh, and he rolls right into the sack to get the to get the lead. Like, that's just... That's not cricket, mate, is it? Yeah, um, but at the end of the
1: day, like, you know, did he want to get smacked by Strahan as well? Like, I mean... I just, I'd like yeah. look. I'd love to see TJ though go out and get like three or four sacks and just make this an impossible one to break. Like,
0: get like 20, 20, 25 or something over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be hard
1: though. I think he'll just get there. <laughs> I think he'll just get there. I think the Steelers. Everyone wants him to get. I would love like Dave Schofield said them to get eight sacks and get to sixty. Um, but the big one that for me that's frustrating. Like you're gonna see Cooper cut potentially. Take over Calvin Johnson for most yards and take over for most receptions from Michael Thomas in season. Their numbers that are, I do think, are somewhat inflated by the 17 games. But TJ Watt, like he has played, what is it, 12 and a half games this season, it works yeah. out to be, or even less potentially with what <clears throat> with the different time he's missed. But you do, you're almost at, if you get to 24, like, at 21 sacks, he's averaging almost one and a half, almost one and a half to two sacks a, a, a game. That's
0: the, the incredible. Only, the numbers. only thing is, though, um, still having the extra game. I think you have an extra game to get healthy. So I still think you know. Yes, he has less games. What game, do you mean? Well, he still has the whole season. Say, for instance, if you play 17 games and you get hurt, then you know there's not less time to to prepare and come back. But if you get hurt in the 18 games and you you still have more time to come back and prepare. So, well, yeah, I mean,
1: but the other thing too is, right, he's hit, he's, he's hit, you know, the 70, 71 sacks in his career, right? He didn't, he played 15 games in his rookie year, then he played all 16 the next two years. Um, obviously, regular season and playoff stats don't count to career stats. And then in twenty for 2020, he, you know, he missed. Um, you know, the final game of the season. So, yeah, he's played in 14 games and really he's played in like 12 of them for 21 and a half sacks. I mean, I know what you're saying, but I just think the the idea that you can, in a season, average almost one and a half sacks a game and the idea that you can average almost one sack a game for your career.
0: Yeah. It's like, it's just incredible. It's still nuts. Like, I, like, I'm telling you, I'm going to be so mad this year if he doesn't win defensive player of the year. I'm sorry. You know
1: what? If he doesn't win Defensive Player of the Year, I are uh, as far as we, right. we we're 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 don't talk we're... about it on this show anymore. Like do not talk <laughs> about Defensive Player of the Year ever. <laughs> ever again. You he and I can to. do this show for twenty you and know, I can do this show for 18 seasons like Big Ben. I'm never talking about
0: it ever. He has to win it, mate. There's no doubt about it. If he doesn't win it this year, there is something going on. Uh I'm not saying it's fixed, but there is like there like he is the best player um on the defense this year. Period. <laughs> Like out of all the teams, I don't care about Michael. Is it Parsons, the rookie? First of all, he should win defensive player rookie of the year, not defensive player of the year. Uh, who's the other guy? Uh Aaron Donald. He's already won it twice. And Trayvon Diggs has got the interceptions, but TJ has been the game wrecker, like you said. And the way that he passed the flex, he can almost steal those interceptions too. He better win this, mate. I'm gonna be furious. Like we have to get like some sort of award for our accomplishment. And because we're not in the playoffs, and it always it always hurts us, doesn't it? Well, if we don't make a playoff push, it's, it's going to hurt us. Yeah,
1: I just I, – but I think it's also – he's just by far and away, like the, the impact that you have on games is just – I mean, you look at this, right? You know, Bruce Smith, who has the 200 sacks all-time career, he had them in 279 games. Like TJ's on a higher percentage. Now, yes, you know, he could go like five games without a sack. He could have a, he could have a season. It's a down season, right? Um, but I, I, I think this is an incredible performance um, from a player that just is literally, like you know, out of this world, game wrecker. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, we talk about the defense. Akella Witherspoon, you know, had another strong game, I thought, really exciting from him. Um, in terms of what what he can do it's yeah it, it, i think this team's got a lot of growth areas if you're a quarterback you're sitting there going wow i think there'll be a lot of time in the offseason for us to talk about different quarterbacks and what oh yeah big time but but the thing, the reality is steelers fans you know we may see a quarterback that gets 3 or 4 super bowls in their career again with the Steelers, that 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 is quite likely. But what is less unlikely is to see a, a quarterback play eighteen years for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That probably will never happen again in our lifetime. It just it no, just it's, it's it's not the way the league's set up. <laughs> it's not the way the game set up. It's it, it's not the way. I think it's injury, not the way. It's injuries, not the way. That... It's not the way. It's just yeah, that will be legendary.
0: Well, it's not the way that life is set up. Not many people, let alone work 18 days, let alone 18 years. Um, When you take it back to Big Ben and how everything works, happens for a reason, the guy must be tired. Like people are saying, what do you think he does after this? Does he go into media? I think he sits down on the couch and just says, ah, all right, what's on TV? Come on, man. He's done so much. It's, it's, It's crazy. Like he's played so much and so well for us. Um, I
1: think you'll see him in the next decade. I think at some point in the next decade. I think he's going to probably take three to five years of. I, I you know, I'm speculating here, obviously, but like I, I could see him come back to the to the franchise and do. You never and know. Do he, he
0: he might just know. walk away like a lot of players do. Like Maybe. once they're done with done with the game, um, you know, what does Troy Palama do out there? He goes out and rates movies every you know, every like three or four months. You see him like talk about a movie. He doesn't really get involved in the NFL. Um, maybe that was just your job, and like I know even from my from my previous job, it's not the same as the NFL. But I haven't been back to the same club. I don't really care for it. I was there for the reason to make money and get in, get out, and I have no care for it. Not saying he doesn't care for the Steelers, but I'm just saying sometimes they don't want to stick around us, you know more than they have to. And um, but saying that Ben's been playing this game 18 years, which is like you know in Australia he's legal to drink. Like that's amazing. Like. It's just—I know we keep, we're swapping back from TJ to, to 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 Ben, but um, it's just it's crazy, and I'm I so happy as well for for TJ to like that was almost a TJ game as well to do to go out to go off and crazy and um, yeah, I, I'm excited to to see wh- what direction this Steelers franchise can can go. I know a lot of the haters out there think that we all suck and stink and we're gonna be terrible for 20 years. I don't see that. I really don't. Not until we collapse like the Jaguars, and we we wish and pray for them this week, or um, teams like that. I, just, I don't see that in our, in our nature. Do you? Do you see that in our nature over the next ten years, five years?
1: Well, I, I, so I think they are two different questions. I think when you think about the five, when you think about the five years part, right? There's going to be veteran. Um, you know, quarterbacks that they might look at. They might look at a draft pick. They might look at a whole host of different things. Um, And if they don't work, then, yeah, over a 10-year period, we could be in a bit of a situation. But I think when you're talking about what's, what's coming up in the next five years, you know, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, this defense is too good. I mean, Minka right now is top 15 on the season for tackles. Um, there's a couple of other sa- strong safeties in there, but there's no other, you know, free safety. And I know he's kind of not really playing a free safety role. Um, but when you think about, you know, Cam Haywood, you you know, do you, if you get to it back in, in, in that way, if you if you find, um, you know, the right defensive tackle um, in the upcoming draft or the upcoming couple of drafts, replacements for Haywood, um, there's, there's really a really guy – couple of good guys coming out um, over the next few years as well um, that you can, if you can get Haywood to mentor them, Pat Freemuth, I think could be a real, it could be a stealer for life if he wants to be um, as well. And that that's a big thing to say at the end of his rookie year, but I, I just think he's a fantastic player. Um, and, I, and I'm excited in some ways uh, by what a new quarterback might mean, because I think Freemuth exactly yeah. very differently. I think Freemuth is one of those players. I think Claypool is one of those players. Um, but, But you talked a little bit before about the changing of life, right? And the growing up, you know, and I said that, you know, Dave and Jeff, for example, um, you know, and and coached in college. And then their, their fathers that went for the Pittsburgh Steelers, they had this gap between Bradshaw and Ben. They have to mature to being able to deal with that gap, right? And you and I at the same time, we get to look forward over the next few years to hopefully this deal is getting that next franchise guy and being able to talk about him. And we've got a platform that people didn't really have unless you're in the media um, when Big Ben started. So that's exciting. Um, we will learn from this experience as well. Uh, but this is a team that's set up. You know, exactly right. Yes, Brady's won a bunch of Super Bowls, but you look at what Nick Foles did with with Philly, and he's, a, he's still a decent quarterback. You know, at the time. You need the right people around you, and that's what I—that's what I have confidence in this team. There are so many people that you that, that are game wreckers in this team. There are people that are coming up and developing. There's a lot of youth. We could we could be in. It might take a couple of seasons but if they can keep the core of this together and they can continue to add strategically through the draft. You know, yeah. I don't see us, you know, moving away from this winning record. I looked at Mike Tomlin's 15 seasons, right? He has six seasons of single-digit winning record, right? But he almost has, I think it's, I think it's five of those fifteen seasons a twelve and four, or he had the thirteen and three. So he's just as likely, basically, to have a single single-digit winning seasons as he used to have twelve-plus wins. <laughs> That's some incredible numbers. Like, I don't know that I don't know whether the Detroit Lions in the last thirty years have ever, you know, been <laughs> been double digit well they've been double digit because remember the ten and six, but I don't think they've been 3 plus. Right. And so you, you just gotta sit there and go, Wow, and you're always in with you're always in with a shot at that point in time. Um and and I think that's incredible. And you know, there is there are there are some quarterbacks that I'm really keen to talk through um as we get to the draft. Well let's interview.
0: let's put it let's put it this way. I know we have to go back into the almost the halftime time single and break, but let's put it this way, Maddie. Um in the last eighteen years, the Steelers have a, had a shot at the playoffs pretty much all the time, right? Now I'm going to go from a fan perspective. Yeah, so we've always thought we might be able to go to the playoffs. Okay, and how exciting is that to have a chance in the dance? Oh, some would say yes, we can't do anything in the playoffs. I don't care about that. I don't care about that. I care about if we get there. If we get there, we're in. The, we have a chance in the dance. Now, that is so amazing over eighteen years. Now there are many teams out there that ha- that that. Can't feel that feeling. Like you said, the Lions, the Jags, the Jets, they like turn the TV on and they're done in, in September. And I will say, oh, we'll get, we'll, be, we'll get back in April for the draft. I can't, I can't imagine being that miserable. I, I feel pretty miserable now with my cold. But we have a chance every single year to support our team to go to the playoffs. Other teams don't have that, do they? Well, so and and why still a plan, you have
1: to be grateful. You get to watch more Steelers games over. Well, if you look just at bit back right now, you've got to watch more Steelers game over the last decade, twenty years, thirty years. But other teams have watched for most of the part, unless you're a Patriots fan, maybe that other people have watched. Um, so you know, I, I just, I just think this is incredible. Um, but Mark, you're right. This is the usual time for slinging the slang, and this is the last time. We can really say um, this with the usual catchphrase with Big Ben. So I'm about to do it. Mark, you don't know this, but I've been preparing a transition, a new terminology uh, that I slain. So go. I'm, go. I'm, going to, I'm going to talk to you about that after this week's show and then uh. it might debut next week. <laughs> um, but that's pretty cool. I'm excited for that, a passing of the torch, if you like. Um, but, yeah, as always, you know, Mark, just as Big Ben likes to sling the rock, he'll sling the rock. For the last few, you know, however many times this week against the Baltimore Ravens, um, you know, we like to sling the slang. It's where we give a taste of all things Aussie for the listeners. Do you have anything for the listeners this week? Uh,
0: I, I don't. I might use one of my old ones because I do feel a bit like I've been sick the whole week. I haven't really been thinking about yep. slinging the song, to be honest. <laughs> That's been on me on me last, uh, uh, you know, mind. But I'll I'll do this. We have the the Pittsburgh Steelers have a chance in the dance for the playoffs. They got to go and beat the Ravens and the Jags have to beat the Colts. Now, before anyone says, oh, we suck. We're terrible. We can't do that. Whatever. Just sit back and relax and just say, she'll be right. Because this whole season, and hopefully we can talk about it when I have a bit more steam and, and next week, if we are done. This whole season uh, of the Steelers has been a roller coaster ride, but do you really think if you were if you were against the team that much right now, do, are you happy that that we are in this position and we sucked, we we were terrible and here we are for a chance for the playoffs? Um, you know your expectations should be through the roof to 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 the moon. Really, if you thought that we were that bad after the few weeks and fire Tomlin and fire this guy and and sit that guy and whatever you should be happy that where we are with a chance to go nine, uh, six, and one because you thought the roster was this bad. So, you know, I, I'll cheer them any day of the week. So for me, it's it should be right, mate. Like we're in a good position right now that no one's really expecting us to go to the playoffs. And if we do, let's see what happens. And if we don't, ah, well, that, that was a crazy season, wasn't it? That was a crazy season. We, we won eight games. And you know they keep calling Tomlin mediocre, but we're not lo- we're not losing we're not going to you know tank uh, down the draft. I just find these things very comical after the season. And you know we we want to we want to try and do our best. At the same time, the, the people who do hate on the Steelers a lot, and there's some of you out there, um, you can't have it both ways. You can't be hating and then. Once we turned around, start getting momentum for the playoffs. You can't celebrate that too. I just, I just get sick of that because I go all in and say, yes, we can make the playoffs, and then when we don't, I look like look like an idiot. But the Tomlin haters, the the Ben haters, they they win both ways. They they win if they win if we struggle, and they also win if we if we do win. So I just find that you know uh, you got to choose one side of the coin. I chose this this year for a chance and I reckon she'll be right mate honestly we can beat the ravens and jags jags have won six times at home and they want to win like they've already locked up the number one draft i'm pretty sure they can't change no they um, can be
1: level but then i think uh, when you when you
0: split it out <laughs> i think that they win pretty much regardless now so um they got to build on that mate they got to build on that last game and why and how you're telling me that those Jags players don't want to, to end the Colts' playoff chances? Come on,
1: man. I <laughs> definitely do. But You know, I heard an interesting stat, right? Uh, it was on Good Morning Football. Carson Wentz has no interceptions away from home this season. And if he does that at the Jags, he will be the only quarterback in NFL history, apparently, that's never really? thrown an interception during a season at an away venue. Wow! So... He doesn't really
0: have the history on his
1: side, so I'm leaning, you know, who knows, maybe he throws five picks and then completely levels out, you know, in his season there. Um, I had my slang for this week. Uh, it feeds off what you were saying, Mark, and that's Buckley's chance. Um, you know, so we say that when it's, like, very slim chance, like the 2% of, you know, that the Jags would be able to beat the Colts um, and that we make the playoffs, we'd call that Buckley's. Um, it, the same thing as another quarterback, having Buckley's chance of playing 18 seasons straight for the Pittsburgh Steelers again. Um, And that comes from basically a guy called William Buckley, um, who was very similar to like Australia, like basically like an Australian Robinson Crusoe. He basically escaped um, a convict ship um, in Melbourne in 1803. And then basically three decades later, people found this guy who was like tattooed. He's two metres tall, um, or I think that's like six foot six, six foot seven. Um, He had a long beard and he had half um indigenous children and he could speak you know um the local language and then he managed to pick up English in a few days and they kind of realized that it was this Buckley guy that had escaped Um, so they (laughs) gave him a pardon uh and then he basically tried to build cooperation between the Australian settlers and the indigenous community and and you know they ended up being a bit of a massacre Um, and so people sort of said he had Buckley's chance of ever making peace and then apparently spent the later part, latter part of his life as like a loner um, down in Tasmania. Um, and then people lobbied to get him like a government pension. Um, and then that's sort of how the name was sort of called Buckley's. Um, if you don't have a lot, so it was just sort of an interesting one. But you know, we say it. I say you know you got Buckley's chance all the time with different things. And um, you know, I think for a lot of people, it's Buckley's chance that still is playing the playoffs. It's Buckley's chance um, that you know. I like giving Kendrick Green, um, you know the you know the center job next year, for example. But I think well, it's just going to be a really interesting week.
0: Um, you know, <clears throat> let's, let's this jump week, into that. let's make
1: it or they don't make it.
0: I, I know you wanted to jump into the the green stuff too, but just just first of all, well, stuff. Run, yeah? yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well I'll, I'll do my take now, then we'll change it up.
1: No, 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 let's, let's, let's tackle Kenji Green. I think you should start off because I'm ready to tee
0: off on this. Well, okay, from my view on this Green stuff, it I, I overheard what Dave said or someone said on um the preview the other day with the, the Steelers, right? We got to, we got to stop it. We do it, we, look, I'm, I don't know, I'm not the X's and O's guy, but we got to stop canning people. Um, You know, they play bad for a, a few games and we say, oh, get rid of him, he stinks. Let's get someone else if you keep doing that, you'll have no team left. You'll have no one to develop and to get behind the players. Um, yes, the run game played better without him. And it looked better, but that could have been a mentality thing, could have been a scheme thing. Um, I don't agree to to get rid of him. I agree that, you know, bring in, always bring in depth, always bring in players. Like, you know, you don't just want five players on the offensive line who are good. You want nine. You want nine who are pretty good. You know, you want some standouts, but... Uh, I just find it funny that we're so quick to judge and say he is terrible. Get rid of him. Bring, let's go draft another center. And he has two bad games. And also you look back to stuff with Big Ben when he had some bad games. And we and, and the, whole, the whole season they were saying, we've got to bench Big Ben. No. Ben gave us the best chance to win every single week. So I think you've got to stick with your team and stick with who you've got until – until maybe it's like two, three years in and they're, they're exactly the same player, then you can kind of figure out who's who in the zoo. Well, but it's just well, I mean, ridiculous, look at this. mate.
1: Well, you're right. Look at this. Troy Polamalu,
0: Cameron Haywood. How are they first year? Go back the reports. Busts. Busts. James Harrison was pretty bad. He, he got cut, I think, five times, four times.
1: Now, there are a few things. I've heard it talked about schematics in our BTC Slack channel, um... Jeffrey Benedict did an article about JC Hasselhoff. The first thing I'm going to start off with is the simplest argument: if JC JC Hasselhoff can have the development that he's had in an off season, what the hell will Kendrick Green do as someone that's a better athlete? <laughs> right? Like, come on, right? So that's argument number one. Even if you disregard everything I'm about to say, number two, you talk about drafting a, a, a center in this draft. There's one guy that doesn't even, I really think, have the hype that Creed Humphrey had. And Creed Humphrey went in the second round. And the guy's called Ty Linderbaum. He's going to go from Iowa State. He's going to go in the first round. I don't think he's worth it. The Steelers have issues at cornerback. We have an issue at quarterback. Tackles, you know, a good tackle in this draft requires, you know, a first-round draft pick. At one of the top two or top three defensive linemen, um, you know, and they're pretty much interior defensive linemen. They require a first-round draft pick. There's some great linebackers. So if you think Devin Bush is a waste of time, if Schobert doesn't agree to a new contract, there's three guys that are probably worthy of the first-round draft pick. There are other positions that this team needs to fix or get get better solidification at than simply saying, Kendrick Green's not the guy. Now, this is not coming from someone that, yes, I pre- you know, I predicted that Kendrick Green was a fit for the Steelers. But when you go back to the schematics, Kendrick Green does a lot of the outside zone stuff from what I've been reading and from what I see. They ran a lot of inside zone this week, or maybe I've got it back around the front. I hope I got it the right way from what I was listening to KT Smith and Jeffrey Benedict talk about. That being the case, yes, they had a better game, but there are a lot of other Steelers offensive linemen, right? Now, you know, KG wasn't in the um, you know, sorry, KD wasn't in the game and Kevin Dotson, but there are other defensive linemen that are better at the inside zone. Therefore, when they all did it together and the limitations that Hassan has in what he's capable of doing, yes, they played better. But equally, we've just sat here for probably 25 minutes and talked about the passion of trying to win that game. Who knows where that comes into
0: play? Exactly.
1: The other thing about Kendrick Green, in the last 24 hours, Big Ben's come out and said maybe they need to move him to guard because he is so aggressive. That doesn't mean he can't play center. It means he's aggressive. I've been saying for about six weeks now. I wonder if the issue with Kendrick Green is that he's so he's so keen on snapping the ball, and, of, and the Steelers ask him to pick out the Mike linebacker as do some other teams. Um, and yes, I've talked about the fact on last week's show as well, um, and we talked I've talked in the live chats and other shows. But if you've missed it, around the fact that the Steelers are one of the few teams that like to pull their center. He's one of the few guys outside of Creed Humphrey that's capable of doing that. Um, But what I want to say is what I've said for about six to eight weeks now is to me, it looks like Kendrick Green is focused on just snapping the ball and then smashing the guy in front of him because he's so aggressive and he's rushing through all the things he needs to do. That added to the fact that the Steelers ask a lot means that as a rookie, he's probably going to make some mistakes at centre. Yeah, exactly. People sit there and say, oh, he didn't play centre in college. No, because they had a guy that could play centre that couldn't play guard. And that's the difference. I am the first person to sit here and say, I think he needs to get bigger in the offseason. I think his technique needs to get better. But if you don't think that he can get better based when you think about and you think that JC Hasenhauer is some revelation, then think again because you've got a whole offseason for Kendrick Green to get better. You've got a better, you know, if Munchak goes with the Broncos, I know he's close to his family, maybe they try and get him back. You know, Chris Morgan, some people are fans, some are not. You know, it, I think he's probably shown in the, first, the, the the game that he can do more than what Clem was doing. Also, you know, Clem, you know, didn't – apparently this week, you know, Chris Morgan invited the other some of the other players into the offensive line meetings and that created a difference as well. I thought if you go back and look at some of Najee's best runs or some of the runs where he got gains when the offense was going backwards – Pat Freemuth was blocking like a madman, same as like you know, um, Gentry from what I was seeing, right? And so,
0: sorry, even 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 Radar was in there too, yeah. He was was blocking pretty well too. The whole the whole offensive line was they're doing great. So, so all I'm saying is there is
1: give some Kendrick Green some time, right? Like, give the guy he's
0: a a rookie, mate. He's a he's a rookie, like, you just can't. That's what I'm saying, and I, I think it was Dave who did say that on the preview. Um, you cannot just get rid of these players after two games and say they're awful. Uh, You just can't do that. Uh, you've got to let them transition and get better as the season goes. And that's why we like watching the team too, because next year, if he does win the battle against whoever he's versing, bring in some depth, it's going to be so much fun to watch him again Uh with Najee. And obviously that game too, Najee played his lights out that day. You know, he ran 180 yards. Um yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty optimistic with the future of this team and the future of this O line for sure. Like it, it, just you just can't cut one guy, and you wouldn't want to anyway. You know. Well, unless but, you, unless also, you that.
1: but how many holes do you want to have to fill, right? The Steelers still, still are a potentially <laughs> going to win, like nine games, and with you know average quarterback play, you know a lot of rookies in in key positions, which hopefully they don't have to have next year. I, I just I don't I don't understand why people think you can just plug and play people. And just if you if you can go and draft a first-round guy, how many first-round guys never go anywhere, right? And so you just got to – I just think you got to give the guy time. You can't sit there. It's actually com- incredibly contradictory to sit there and say – and to say that J.C. House and Howard should be the Steelers' starting center next year. When Let's last year people were saying you should be, including myself, cutting. I, I'm just saying, like – You've got to give Green
0: the same allowance. What are you thinking? What are your thoughts on this rookie class, Maddie, getting eight wins this year? Like, what do you what, what are your thoughts on that? So I oh, talked not about bad, right?
1: Well, but I talked about this in my war. Obviously, I talk about the rookies as half of my war room every week. My the other show that goes live on a Thursday lunchtime, Thursday afternoon. A few weeks ago, yeah. I talked about the snaps, and Kendrick Green had less snaps than um, Creed Humphrey, but he was still in like the top. 20. It's in my other notebook, so I don't want to go looking for it when I'm on when I'm on camera. But he had like it, actually it might be this notebook. Um, but he had an incredible number. No, it's not, it's my other notebook. Um, damn it. Uh, but anyway, he had an incredible number of of snaps when you compare them, you know, to everyone else um in the league. And he was in the top half for all centers. But Dan Moore Jr. is the top eight for tackles, um, and he's the leading, he's the leading tackle rookie tackle in terms of snaps. He has something like uh 20 more than Penne Snool before Pene Saul before the Browns game. He has 42 snaps more than Rashawn Slater, who's probably going to be an all-pro tackle for the Chargers. He was a pro he's a pro bowler. The guy was drafted in the fourth round, the two guys I mentioned exactly. now, that's what I'm saying. in the are drafted in the second in the in the first round. Like you look at Trey Norwood, what he's done. I mean I think he's in the top 76 for safeties um, in the league. Uh, and if you look at that, that puts him as arguably the best or, or playing the most snaps of, of the depth piece at the safety
0: position because it combines free safety and strong safety.
1: Who would have thought that out of a 700? I know, that's what
0: I'm here? saying. We don't normally do that. It doesn't normally, doesn't normally happen with uh, the Steelers. We normally, you know, bleed them in a little bit from year to year to, <laughs> year to get, you know... Like as I've always watched, you you bleed in the rookies coming into into the the, the middle linebackers, or um, you don't put them in as in day one starters. Even Frymuth getting as a, a day one starter, and Najee, the day one starter. He's, he's had the most touches. So for this season, like it's 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 been an up and down roller coaster, but I, I don't think it's been a failure. Like some people think it's, it might have been a failure, or we, we we we're the worst team in the NFL. We've done pretty well with what we had. I think what we had with um, Najee getting, I think it's like three hundred and what seventy eight touches or something like that. Or I thought it
1: was three hundred and sixty six touches. Yeah, um, but without a fumble so far, and knock on wood, but that doesn't
0: happen. But like, <laughs> we mean. were so we were so far to do that. Uh, I'm sick of seeing that stat. There was someone else on Facebook who brought that up, and I was like, no, stop posting that, please, please stop oh, posting about exactly. the no fumble. We all know it. We all know that he doesn't do it. You know, just leave it alone. I, I just think it, it,
1: it's incredible. Um, and, and I talked about him on War Room this week and compared what he's done to Le'Veon Bell. He's having a much better rookie year than Le'Veon Bell. And in fact, if you look at some of Le'Veon Bell's best career numbers, Kaji's not that far away from it statistically.
0: Like, no, I, I, I reckon the reason that, that it kind of feels like that for me, you know, I've been wanting to see that 40-yard run, right? He doesn't – he's not that, that kind of guy. The offensive wasn't wasn't set that way. That's why it kind of feels like he's had like a, you know, a good tough year. But he's got four point – I think four point yards average or 1,000-something yards. I think he's done really well this year. And he's put us in a, in a, a chance to win. And just the way that he runs football is amazing. He carries like three guys on his back and he gets the first How down. good
1: was that stiff arm? Oh,
0: oh it's unbelievable, mate. It's unbelievable. The, even, even the run near the end where they, they sold out the run to stop to stop the run – and he runs away for a touchdown. And they all said, oh, he should have went down. No, no, you go for it. Just go for a touchdown. I think I think the plan was to go down to, to run the clock out. But at that time, not you're not thinking. Just go and get the touchdown. Uh, go up by 12 points. Yeah. Uh,
1: but look, I wanted to go into a couple of the active things this week as well. Active things, activations. Um, so Joe jo Hayden, Kendrick Green are in. I think I saw Dotson's in. Um, Rashard Coward's active been moved to the active inactive list from the practice squad um, so he's able to play as well um, so he's back in there they cut Isaiah Bugs, which is, which I think Felicia brought up in the might have been Felicia in the, in the live chat um, earlier on in the show uh, the t- team signed kicker Sam Sam Sloan into the practice squad released Tyler Horns. that's actually helpful for them because if you finish the season on the practice squad that automatically um, that you know they re-sign on that on that two year situation so Um, That might be more of keeping him with the Steelers under contract. Um, I think Waitman's under the same situation. Uh, And then, obviously, um, you know, uh, Deontay Johnson uh, was also brought off that COVID list. James Washington was put on that list. So, um, you know, he's he's obviously out there in that game, you know, this week. So there are a few different moves there. But, you know, the Steelers could be putting together a much stronger lineup in this
0: week's game, all things considered. Yeah, I'm I'm, kind of glad DJ's back. Um, Me too. I, it was interesting. There was idea. a bit of
1: debate about that on the <laughs> BTSE Slack channel um, that yeah. I saw. But DJ is a distraction,
0: you know, for the for the for the defense of the opposing team. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. He, he helps out the whole offensive game plan. Um, if if he's out, if he's out of this game, oh boy, it'd be very very difficult, I think, to win. But good to see him back. Um, can we talk about? I just wanted to bring up as well. What about you know Boswell season? What do you what do you think of Boswell this year? Well, I, not field, but... No, it's, it's good. I mean, I, I think you know, we're gonna have some time
1: to review some things. I wanted to quickly talk about the Ravens, but I think when you look at Boz this year, I mean, extra points. Uh, he's only missed one on the season. Uh, so that's that's pretty that's pretty awesome there. Mm. Um I think, you know, the field goal side of things, you know, most games he's at a hundred like a hundred percent. Um, you know, the only game that he has at 80% is when he kicked at four from five, but there's other games. He's had something like, I think, four or five other games where he's made yeah. um, more than three field goals. Uh, you know, to me, he should be the Pro Bowl kicker. I know Justin Tucker kicked that record, but I just think that the clutch nature he plays in Pittsburgh, which is so hard to kick at, um, you know, he's incredibly important to this team. Um, oh,
0: big time. I, and, I, I don't think he gives enough credit.
1: No, he doesn't. Um, and so, for my, my hope is that he just stays fit and we don't have to be talking about the Steelers not having an accurate kicker for the next four or five years. I just hope he just stays doing it because he's struggling with different injuries at times. So,
0: I hope we can sign him up for like a big deal. So, I don't know what. Yes, yeah, so I think
1: he's got one year left. I talked a little right. bit about voidable contracts um, in, in War Room this week so he's got one year left next year but that can be restructured and he could sign a longer i, I think he's someone that could be set up for a, for an extension um you know or yeah, restructure cool. the, so um with voidable years that that makes that you know a lot more cap friendly um but if they can put that off one more year uh that would be helpful for them it's so he's
0: just so automatic though that 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 50 yard that went right down the sticks mate right yeah. down the sticks I'm like you know, you barely,
1: you barely question if he's gonna miss. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't, yeah. see, you just sit down. Okay, Boz is lined up. Good done.
0: Yeah, What's I just want to bring up up. We never, we never talk about him that much. I just thought he just needed to. I give it him. when
1: back when we we're doing the awards, when the Steelers' performances warranted oh, us yeah, to have the yeah. awards. I was, uh, <laughs> I was pretty consistent with Boswell, uh, and that's the only reason yeah, why but... we stopped doing them for the regulars. Uh, we just oh, it, uh, it was hard. It was hard season where we're just like we're not doing this anymore. They're, they're not playing true. well enough. Um, but it when it comes strong. to the Ravens this week, you know, Mark, everyone's got them down and out. No Lamar, um, you know, Tyler Huntley, obviously a quarterback. If the Ravens are going to take a win, you know, like or who, who do the Steels need to stop? You know, it's still an NFL game. You know, we're all acting like this is just like the final yeah. game. It's like when you finish yeah. school, like it's the last game, and, you know, it's all done and just tick the box. But, what, you know, who, who do they have to stop or who do they have to be wary of? They've
0: got to be wary, firstly, of the coach uh, because he's a bit of a snake. Wayne Hobbs. Um, But uh, firstly, I don't think this this team wants to win. I made a prediction on on this show or on the stuff that I do with my Steel Nation Australia, but I I would have told you anyway, that they wouldn't win another game. I said the Ravens wouldn't win another game, and that was four weeks ago. They're on a a five-game losing streak. They've lost five games in a row. They've fallen off the cliff. Yes, there are injuries. Yes, there are things going on right now. Um, but they just don't want to win a game. If that's the coaching where they go for the two points against us and they lose, they go for two points against, I think it was Green Bay, they lose. Um, they are just out thinking themselves. They don't want to win. They're not playing good football at the moment. Um, they have no QB. Uh, Tyler Huntley's playing okay, so I think you need to stop him. Um, but I'm pretty happy to see the Ravens fall because I do know there are quite a few Ravens fans that come into our chat, or sometimes they do, and all they talk about is Lamar's stats and how, how good they are. And they have pretty much fallen worse than what we felt last year. You oh, know what yeah. I'm saying? They felt pretty bad. Yeah. Like, they they were eight. I think they were eight and uh, – what were they? Eight and three or something like that? With the chase to yeah. win the AFC North? Yeah. Favourites to yeah. win the AFC North, go to Super Bowl. And they lost their last five, and now they're eight, eight and eight. They're exactly right. They're eight, eight and eight. They're a bad team. They're a really bad team. So um They have been we, a
1: bit unlucky with some of the injuries in, like, No, I,
0: I get I get that, but we've had injuries too.
1: But so. I, I've loved I've loved that the NFL, like if you at least go listen to any of the NFL, like NFL media, um, you know, eight, nine weeks of the season, they're all going on about the Browns and the Ravens and how this is gonna be a real title fight toward the end of the season. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> completely
1: fallen away. Well,
0: it's actually, incredible. the best team is the Bengals. Like they have, they've played probably the hardest. They have the best. But they've team. also,
1: you know, they have, they have played the hardest. Mm-hmm. They've also been incredibly lucky with injuries themselves. Like every yeah. team's going to have to deal with injuries, but if you look at the injuries they've that they haven't had, I, I think that that's a big player in how well they've done.
0: I, I know. I just find it funny that like everyone gave us a real bad time last year about 11-0 yeah. and we're the worst team. We're we're such a fake team. And yet the Ravens did the exact same thing, but maybe worse. Like we we still won the division. (laughs) You know, we went to the playoffs, and yes, it went bad. The Ravens won't make the playoffs. And I said that four weeks ago. I've been yelling it from my house. Like, there's just they're just they're a bad team at, at this time. And it's it's those Raven fans, some of them are very smug. They're very they're mm. very smug. I know that I shouldn't get into the details of what a human is and who and who's good or who's bad, but you they they get after it, they think they've got they got the, the AFC North in their hands and then they're just quiet. They're like the they're like the fire tomlin crowd, you know, they're just very smug. So I'm happy.
1: <laughs> so to close out the show, I've got a couple of quick questions, Mark. As as always, it's money where your mouth is. It's very taken care of business focused, two things we've had. Um, on the show this this season, because um, this could be our last in season show. Um, I don't even mean, even the playoffs is really postseason anyway. Um, all right, money where your mouth is. Next week, are we talking about the Steelers playing a playoff game, or are we talking about all the off, all the things involving the off season?
0: No, I reckon playoffs. I think I think we win the game versus Ravens. And to cut it short, so I, don't, I want you to you, you can have it, have a voice too. Um, I've got a few more the, questions for you too. This oh, okay. is question number one. I, I think I think the Jags can they can win this game because they have a, They have the the rookie quarterback. He doesn't want to lose this game. You know, what I'm saying he doesn't want to lose his last game at home. And some of the fans they they're giving up. They're dressing as clowns because they think the organization is a, is a clown franchise. Mm. Fair enough, but you know we hope we want to see them cheer the team on.
1: Well, they have, he's a decent quarterback still, and they have James Robinson there, who Urban Meyer exactly. is an idiot around. He's a great running.
0: It's still a divisional game, so I'm, I'm glad it's a divisional game. That helps Yeah, me, out. me too. <laughs> um, the Colts have a lot of pressure to actually, you know, a lot of saying, oh, they're going to walk in there and beat them by 14. No, that won't happen. Uh, let's be honest. They still have to win the game. So, yeah, why not? I t- the, Ravens are, the Ravens are bad. And Jags might be able to help us out. They could win by three points. You never know
1: my head says we're talking about the offseason. season my heart says we're talking about the, the Colts game and with that I'm going to go uh I'm going to go that we are we are talking about a playoff game um and so, oh,
0: not how amazing would it be next week
1: that's when who knows like that's to me if this team makes the playoffs two games no one two, will want to play no one will want to play
0: big ben two results and we're we're number 7 besides if if the Chargers and the Raiders tie, if they go out there and kneel every tying, play,
1: they're not tying.
0: If they do, I'm doing this. I'm so out. <laughs> like I'm done. I'm 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 getting rid of the the NFL. <laughs> I'm not watching it ever again. If I see but that. But also,
1: you think about this team if they make the playoffs, right? How many guys are we getting back fit? There's some guys that are peaking. Like that's what I mean. Like if we get on, in, it's on, just going to be like on defense. Bad.
0: It would be quite fun to watch if we if we can have a chance. Um, for the for the playoffs, so the next question I wanted
1: to know: Big Ben over or under two hundred yards? Two hundred fifty yards passing? Oh two fifty under three. I- yeah, over, sorry, right? three TDs over or
0: under? Oh, under. I just don't think we're, we're not playing that style of football. Interceptions two over or under? Now under because if we throw two, we're done. Yeah, if we throw okay. two, we we're, we're gone.
1: I, I agree, but I think he can throw just over two fifty with short passing to Najee. Um I That's actually true. think he could throw three. I say he I say push. Um all right. TJ what? What how many sacks does he get? How many sacks does he finish the season with?
0: I think it's a solid t- actually. How many I think he gets three. How many's on now? Twenty-one and a half. He'll finish twenty-four and a half. He'll get three. Get three. <laughs>
1: I think he finishes the two and a half, but a false uh, and a false fumble strips. Down. Yeah.
0: Well, he's going to get too early and he'll get like one late, something like that. Yeah. You know?
1: All right. Well, we'll see. Well, with Mark, Mark, with that, anything else you wanted to mention before we oh, close that, out the show?
0: Is that it? That's um it. <laughs> I was to say thanks everyone for coming, coming by to by this little curtain and listening to me almost, you know, Croak it. Uh, it's, it's been a struggle actually, you know, trying to time my, my takes and uh, my sickness in between, but I've had a good time. Uh, basically, hey, look, you know, she'll be right. We've got a chance in the dance, mate. Um, the Steelers can beat the Ravens, I know they can. It's, it's just, it's just, do they want to? Did we, did we use too much energy last week against the Browns?
1: Yeah, that's
0: a great point. Like, that was a great game. Now, if we can muster up and have a chance to win. Uh, I can see the Jaguars and the Colts going even, like 10, 7, you know, 14, for like, something like that, you know? But even if they do lose, if if they if if we win and the, the Colts win, what do you do? You know, you just gotta hope, mate. Like you just gotta hope for it, I reckon. Just see what happens. What else can we do? I I would love it to I would love to talk play football next week. It'd be great. The whole get the whole the whole the whole season changes. Are we talking playoff football? <laughs> oh, uh, if we if we make the playoffs,
1: and I might have to bring up this show and, and share the screen, and we can replay your reaction. Um oh, look,
0: It'd be the best. I'm sorry, yeah. it'd just be the best.
1: That's all right. Look, I think still fans out there crush every toe and finger and, and hope to death. Um, <laughs> we'd love to see it. It'd be historic. I think it'd be poetic when you think about you know Jerome Bettis. Um, in the way he finished up. But regardless, have a bit of faith in this team because I, I'm actually really excited by what we've got ahead of us over the next couple of years. And enjoy the process too. Like we talked about being then for 18 years, right? Mm-hmm. Enjoy a little bit of, you know, to they, if they do get a rookie quarterback or they don't issue <laughs> a certain more following year, right? Enjoy some of that. This defense can still win. Even if it's there going, oh my God, about Mason, right? Well, you know what? Mason's better than Duck Hodges, and the two of them together got the Steelers to a 500 winning record. Net, you exactly. Know, yeah. Right. In 2019, when he wasn't nearly <laughs> as experienced, now it's a different thing. We've got a great defense. We didn't have, you know, we they ended up having to get Minka at the time. We now Minka's in our system as well. They didn't, you know, Devin Bush was still coming along. It was his rookie year, I think. Yeah, and so, you know, just let it let it develop. You know, let it develop. Have some faith, have some trust, and here we go, Steelers.
0: Two games, Maddie, two games. Steelers beat Ravens, Jags beat Colts. We're in, baby. That's it. (laughs)
1: Sorry, Mark, as always.
0: (laughs) Go, Steelers.